personality of yours. Oh, have I? You know that. I ain't telling you nothing you don't already know. How are you going to make this work for you in a design challenge? I'm stepping outside my box once again. When did you step outside your box? Last design challenge, but I was just too pretty, apparently. Uh-huh. Bitch, but you were in the bottom. You're going to have to bring it on this design challenge. I am. You said that last time. What are you going to do different this time? I'm not making a gown. What should be happy about? No, it's not a gown. I love gowns. It just has to be finished in a way where the judges are not going to say, go back to the sewing machine. Right. I mean, did you hear that part? I did hear that part. I didn't agree with some parts. But it's the judge's opinion that really matters. I know. So who do you think should go home? I think Evie should go home just because she's hurt. And we got time for that. So I was kind of surprised to see Rue talking to Dr. Ganache this way in his uh, walkthrough because I I wasn't sure if or when Rue was going to let on that like he was on to Silky. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's kind of all muddled for me because of the discussion that Michelle and Rue had on What's the Tea? Uh, uh-huh. I don't think they I don't think they named Silky by name. But they did say, like, there's two ways to be in a competition. You can scorch the concrete. And in, in that sense, they were certainly talking about Silky. Um, so, I, yeah, you, you don't – it's like I haven't I, – I can't remember if she's let on on the show. And I guess she hasn't um, until this moment, right, when she just walks right up to her and says, you know, you've been – you know, resting on personality. And what I loved is the nuance. Uh, nuance, have a drink. Sorry, mm. Marys. Um, is, it's very early, um, is Silky Ganache saying, oh, have I? With just kind of that glimmer in her eye. It's uh-huh. like she knows exactly what she's doing. Like, this was the tell. And, yeah. And, and Rue is like, I am not telling you anything you don't know already. And it, it seemed at that moment that Silky was like, okay, all right, now what? You know, right. Like the, you know, the jig is up, as Alexis Mateo would say. Uh, I feel like it was, yeah, it was this moment of like, you know, Silky, you you can't get by with just like, you know, giving a charming response. Like, like sure, you can make Rue laugh, but like eventually he's going to stop laughing and wondering like when you're going to step it up. And I think that like it's interesting, this idea of like scorching the, the, the concrete or whatever, um, because however many weeks into the competition we are, six weeks in, whatever, I don't know if Silky is scorching the competition or the concrete. Like, she won well, one, one challenge, and honestly, like, uh, no. <laughs> so, um, like, I just, I, I'm not sure if I'm seeing her killing this competition. Um, well, so I don't much think as, like, scorching, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, just so much as just, like, staying in it, you know? Oh, well, I think scorching the concrete to me, I'm seeing it as like coming in bombastic and creating drama, picking up 
uh, special guests like Miley and and humping uh, Guillermo and, uh, and, and and all of that, like ripping off and showing her reveal. Bitch, I was ready. And really. <laughs> What's it have just... to do with anything? <laughs> <laughs> Why are we yelling? Um, yeah. <laughs> y- yeah. And I, so when she says scorching the concrete, uh, that's what. That's what that means to me. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. that she's killing the competition. Um, it means the opposite. She's killing the reality show. And that what that makes me think of is um, Nina West's talking head. Take a drink, Nina West. Um, mm. <laughs> need to say her I name about three drink. minutes in. I love that love drink. That drink. Yes. <laughs> love that drink. Love that drink. But when she's talking about Plastique kind of opening up with RuPaul and she says, you know, Plastique is really – showing her who she is and really like opening up who she, you know to everybody else and and letting people see who she really is in ways that are different from say how silky's doing it right. and i think that the sort of what the what kind of is underlying to me to that is like what plastique is doing is better or more effective or the preferable way of doing it but that seemed to be the tone um mm. and maybe and i agree with that because i kind of feel like what Plastique is doing, and we can obviously get into that whole thing, um, is kind of opening it up in a vulnerable way, which, you know, is what RuPaul wants. Whereas, I mean, is there any vulnerability to Silky? You know what I mean? Like, is that the difference? Yeah. Yeah. We haven't seen that yet from Silky, for sure. Uh, you know, it's interesting that you bring up Plastique's way of vulnerability through the eyes of Nina West, because I think Nina West has shown a lot of vulnerability and yet RuPaul is just not sold on Nina. Like mm. RuPaul is, you know, it, there's, there's something about Nina that RuPaul is like, you know, we haven't seen the drag superstar yet. Yeah. It's, it's interesting this week, you know, Nina is, um, you know, and I agree. I, I think the look wasn't a, you know, wasn't a smash. Um, but the way that they responded to it was certainly Michelle and Ross were like, you know, really kind of, pushing for like, well, you know, we're not done with her yet. Like, you know, hang in there. Like I think Ross says like, watch out for Nina. If she takes these right. notes and figures it out, watch out for Nina. And I wonder if RuPaul, RuPaul is pulling the page a little bit in kind of like holding back because RuPaul knows Nina's a star. Like yeah. Ru- RuPaul doesn't need a goddamn TV show to tell him that, you know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> not for exactly. no goddamn TV show. So, <laughs> so he already knows she's a huge star. So I kind of feel like he's keeping the bar high for her because he like knows she can reach it. I see what you're saying. He's keeping the bar away from Nina. Whereas with Plastique, it seems like, you know, she she met the bar because of the walkthrough and she gave him exactly what he needed and exactly what he wanted out of that moment, which was, you know, a tender moment, as some queens have referred to these moments, a tender moment with Rue. Uh, you know, Pearl is shook, right? Oh, the cameras were yeah. rolling. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, like to say nothing of her conversation with Brooklyn Heights, where uh, she was a lot gentler about not having a big personality. <laughs> right, right. Totally. Totally. Yeah. There was, Keenan there was, talked about that, too. Yeah, there was uh, it was interesting with Brooklyn because, yeah, she was like, you don't have a you know, you haven't shown your personality. And then Brooklyn goes into this whole thing like I cried everything when I was a kid. Uh, you know, even right now I'm crying. <laughs> right. Like she's like, oh, you wanted vulnerability. Oh, OK, I'll take the note now. Like done. Like it, <laughs> done. I won't waste any time. And, uh, you know, it's it, in some ways I have to say, I think that these walkthroughs this week there was something about them, and I never put this on the queens. Like, this is never about the queens. Um, I think they're all, I, I, you know, I, I just don't put this on them. But I feel like 
what we saw in the walkroom or the walkthroughs this week felt like sort of a bit of like production tropes. You know what I mean? I see. Like, uh, for instance, like you want to either make Rue laugh or make Rue cry. Yeah. And I think kind of what we were seeing is like, it just felt like these are the the sort of beats that they want to hit throughout the season is like, sure. For some reason, the like the beat of like, oh, Brooklyn Heights needs to be more vulnerable. It's weird. Like this season, plot lines, like plot points like that feel less like what happens in the season and more like plot points. Was, uh, frame that another way. What do you mean? Like it feels, it almost feels like I'm watching a scripted show, and they've like gotten to this part of the story. Oh, um, oh, I see. Like, I, like I, oh, I, now's the time that Brooklyn gets called out for not having a personality, and then steps it up. Yeah, and like this whole episode, it was kind of like, it was so obvious that it was a plastique story that I, I thought, mm. well, maybe, maybe they'll goop us, you know. And it was so obvious that Raja was going home that I thought maybe they'll goop us, and maybe yeah. there was something about this episode that felt so obvious. That I I don't know I was kind of just seeing the the production notes I was seeing the skeleton of the show as well as like mm. all the meat you know yeah all the meat um yeah I, I I certainly hear that I think also with these walkthroughs RuPaul is drumming up some producer drama and asking the safe girls or the winning girls like who should go home which goes back to you know Silky's walkthrough when you know. Silky picks Evie because she's injured and, you know, mm. we don't have any time for that. Um, and, you know, and then Silky goes back to this thing like, all right, you know, if I'm on the bottom, just make me lip sync and I'll win it. Yeah. You know, that is I, that is the point I wanted to get to next was Silky has repeated this refrain more than once of like, put me in the bottom, put me in the bottom, make me lip sync here, make me lip sync. And, I, you know, we talked about this last week, but like. You don't that you shouldn't plan to be in the bottom. You shouldn't anticipate it. You shouldn't be like sure. putting that out to the universe because, like, right. bitch, you you don't know who you're going against. Like, right, right. It's like Shay versus Sasha. Yeah, like you don't know what you're in for. And I I just think that when Silky says to Rue, "Well, then put me in the bottom," and and then Rue says, you know, he kind of laughs and says, "Well, that that's a, that's a possibility." I kind of <laughs> feel like, okay, this is. It, like, I'm not putting any money down on anything, but if in an episode or two, Silky gets put in the bottom and, like, like loses the lip sync in, like, a, a profound way, it will feel like they've been setting this up for episodes. You know what I mean? Uh, I see. <clears throat> I, I guess I see it in a different way. It sounds like Silky is super ready to lip sync and will kill it. Uh, but what that's if, what I see. What if we do get <clears throat> the Evie Silky lip sync? Oh man, TV gold, right? Yeah. Like that, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like there's been a lot of opportunities where they could have had two girls that were fighting put, to be put on the bottom, and they didn't. Um, so maybe they're saving it for the finale. You know, I don't know. Oh uh, sure. They're gonna, they're, they're <clears> I mean, it's like that. You know, we had Alyssa and Coco. Yeah, oh, I mean, sure. we, yeah. Like we kind of knew from the beginning. It was like, oh man, at some point these two need to lip sync like it just needs to happen and it was a great lip sync um and i kind of feel like this season there are so many there's brooklyn and vanjie there's evie and silky there's um evie and I mean, vanjie evie and vanjie certainly now yeah. evie and vanjie jesus uh um yeah i think they just need to like beat each other up like it's 
<laughs> they need to have like a like she like, Vanjie needs to just like access her full like mean little sister and Evie needs to be <laughs> someone else's mean little sister and then you just like fight about it on a playground and get it out of their systems <laughs> hair pulling yeah. I don't yeah, care the hair pulling exactly yeah whatever you got to do I'm here for it here for it um, I'm surprised there was no hair pulling in Untucked <laughs> yeah oh my god I mean it, there was it, it, there was just Vanjie going off like a fire alarm. It's like this. Can somebody find the like reset button on this? Because she just like oh. won't stop. Oh, oh yeah, no, that was yeah, <laughs> it's a big old blow up. Yeah, oh, a lot of emotions for safe. <laughs> well, exactly. Oh, and Raja, Raja even points that out, which we'll yes. get to. I love um, that. Yeah, um, I I want to go into more of the details of this episode uh, and and really kind of suss some things out. I will have to say just uh, off the top, like this was this seemed to me like a really long episode because there was so much that happened with mm-hmm. only one kind of design challenge. So it was it was actually pretty well constructed in terms of the producers like doing a design challenge and making queen sewing not boring, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, what's interesting is like they they had so much that happened in this episode that we didn't see any of the like pumpkin pie choreography rehearsal. You know what I mean? Like there was a whole part of the challenge. You're like, just assume we did this, you know, (laughs) assume we learned this. Yeah. Assume. Um, So with that, Mary, let's let's jump into Farm to Runway and let our Marys know what they're listening to. Well, they are, of course, listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All right, Mary. All right, Mary, which is, of course, our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this little beady beady TV show. I'm Johnny. And I am Colin. And this week, we are, of course, continuing our Season 11 recap with Farm to Runway, uh, an artisanal, small batch, organic... uh, design challenge (laughs) (laughs) not gluten-free not gluten-free no um and yeah it's i think rupaul says he says more than once in the in the walkthroughs that you know i I gave you girls another design challenge to really show me who you are like Mm. it felt like that framing of like design challenges give you an opportunity to show us who you are um it's interesting because it's like and yet what they're showing you is completely nonverbal. You know what I mean? Like what they're showing you is all visual, is all just like down to like a, a root form of the of the art of drag. You know what I mean? Like you have to just tell us who you are with clothing and a performance of it, you know? Yeah, uh, I totally hear that. And on the flip side, I also feel like Rue is, you know, you have to read through the lines there because she's like, I'm giving you the design challenge to show us who you are in the workroom and everything outside of the challenge because it's not you can't just show your personality through an acting challenge or an interview challenge you know it all of a sudden it's uh the reality show plus the design so yeah. i kind of saw it i kind of saw it the other way well you know i think it's uh i i kind of feel like it felt like a bit of a stretch in some ways when he was saying it of like, well, you know, it felt like an, a weird framing of it. To me, mm. I feel like there's other challenges where we could get to know the queens a lot better, um, yeah. especially because it was like, well, if they just had if it was kind of like a um, say, like the first episode of like Project Runway, where the where the designers are tasked with just kind of here, show us what you do. Um, right or the, or the talent show challenge talent show all yeah, stars exactly. yeah. yeah that I think is a lot more comprehensive to me yes I felt like well this is just like 
a design challenge that you and Drag Race Thailand did at the same time. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to show who you are with unconventional materials that you might never use. For instance, Akiria Chanel yeah. Davenport. Like she, this, it's like, I would never use these. Right. So, uh, but I guess, you know, if I'm going to push the conversation a little bit further, uh, you, you have to be even more creative to show who you are with unconventional uh, materials. So yeah. it's, it's there. I just don't think I, I agree with you. It's not, it isn't the the challenge to show who you are unless Rue is talking about, well, in the workroom, in your struggle, all of the other t points that you have to talk during this episode, uh, you can show your personality. And, and that's exactly what we get from Plastique, from Brooklyn, from Silky, from Evie, uh, maybe not Akiria, maybe not Raja, but uh, there's, and certainly not Suga. I mean, Suga got zero time. Yeah. It, outside of the confessionals in this episode. So um, there really wasn't, I don't know, uh, there, it, it wasn't for her, but for everybody else, you know, outside of the designing, we got to know them a little bit more because we got more FaceTime with them, especially with TV gold, Alyssa Edwards, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree. Sugar Kane is uh, ironically becoming the candy hoe <laughs> uh, season 11. And it's a shame. And I want to talk about Sugar eventually of like, what's going on with Sugar? But, you know, having Alyssa back, I mean, I think, you know, the, the subtitle they give her is like Drag Race Royalty. And mm. I mean, I think they realize it's kind of like there are certain people that you can bring back every season and it's going to be a slam dunk. Like, yeah. Right. You, you can right. just feel confident that it's going to be a good segment. And uh, I was happy to see Alyssa. I thought that was great. I love that they're bringing, I mean, obviously they're bringing Jinx back next week. We saw Trixie. Yes. I, yes. I love this. I love, I feel like they're kind of acknowledging this idea that the winners of seasons, like they're kind of validating their expertise. You know what I mean? By bringing them back. It's almost like as if they were judges on the show, you know? Well, right. And if you have popular queens like Jinx and Trixie and Alyssa, obviously fans are going to be pleased, right? So it's yeah. like, yeah, of course bring them back. Of course bring them back. You yeah, know, it's, uh, it's smart from uh, a TV uh, production standpoint. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Miss um, Matthews, last uh, All-Stars, was, was in many, many challenges because there was a demand for her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like they... This goes back to what we talk about where Drag Race becoming like more and more self-referential. You know, mm -hmm. Alyssa makes the Roxy joke. Like there's oh, so yeah. like it's so using its own supply to make references. And I think um it's the same thing. It's like they're not gonna bring in like there are people in the canon of RuPaul's Drag Race who would be just as much of a of a get for a cameo as you know, I don't say Lady Gaga, but you know, like uh they don't have they can go they can they can bring someone from in-house, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. And it still feels special. It. Yeah, yeah. It still feels special. I mean, Alyssa, she hasn't she hasn't won any season and yet she's she's still back, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, there you go. Like, there is the proof for every queen who goes home before the finale is like, well, Alyssa Edwards had her own TV show on Netflix. She's like one of them, you know, like she has she's had such a huge career and has been so successful. And like yeah, never won a season. Um, right. off, often panned on the runway and in challenges. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, like she's like it. it it's not. There's no. Co there's no direct correlation of you do well on Drag Race, you do well in your career. You know. 
Right. There's it's not correlated. Right. And oftentimes, even if you win, Tyra Sanchez, uh, you mm. might not have a have a big career. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Like I think that's uh oftentimes, you know, we talk about like you know, the queens who get robbed, quote unquote, or, um, you know, the ones that are like, oh, well, she'll be back for all stars. Like in some ways, it's like it's weird on Drag Race. Sometimes it's better to not win. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And some people say it's better not to go on all stars because it's, you know. Yeah. because it's, it's another you, chance to be picked apart, you know. Yep. And like you may have like Bibi, for example, she had this great reputation from season one from the people who knew about her. And then she went on all stars three. And I feel like then people had this very different opinion of Bibi. Mm, totally. Uh, let's talk about Raja in Act One, uh, reading the dog shit out of Scarlet. I love that quote. <laughs> yeah, like Scarlet is like out in the in the parking lot, you know, hanging out the passenger window of a van, giving her goodbye line for Untucked. And Raja, meanwhile, is like inside telling her to, you know, I don't miss you, bitch. It's like let her leave, <laughs> let her let her get out the door and not hear you reading her for filth. Um, <laughs> It's, I mean, talk about like people's like people having people, you know, people having negative opinions like Raja, I think based on both what she said and what was included on the show, I think has probably had one of the more villainous or harsher edits. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, completely. And, and, you know, I don't know, uh, when you're feeling insecure when you're feeling exposed you, you start to get jealous you start looking around you start not focusing on yourself all the pressure starts to mount and i don't know nobody acts their best when all that is happening not to excuse any of raja's you know venom but uh it it just it kind of makes sense to me that she is uh dancing too fast and just lashing out at anything that comes her way um I, I, there's there, there was this something she said about scarlet she said scarlet was relying on being beautiful and it just made no sense to me like right. again like you, you you get in your head and you're starting compa comparing yourself but scarlet won an acting challenge she did well on trump the musical and she was never lauded for her beauty on the runway so it's like raja's you know, grasping at straws to find reasons to to hate her uh, competitors. Yeah, you know that's the thing with Raja, and we even I, you see it now, even like social media posts she's had. You know, kind of oh, you know, watching myself on TV, I really saw myself at my worst. And like, I get it, like I, I get it, and I felt like you could kind of see a lot of that, especially in Untucked. Of like, this is somebody who is like just having a rough couple of weeks, has just. Right. Apparently she had some kind of like just total mental breakdown that obviously wasn't aired, but I think she just had like a really rough, a rough go of it. And obviously like, you know, we saw, we saw, and she saw the worst side of herself. And so there's like that element of like, okay, there's like reflective Raja and you can kind of like see that perspective. But then like in the same breath, she's like fighting with Plastique Tiara about like the bark. And like, so you did take my, my materials. And it's like, why are you <laughs> fighting with Plastique about this? Are you are you over it or are you not? You're not in the workroom anymore, Raja. So why are you <laughs> acting like this? Yeah, Raja, it's like she she sets her sights on someone and then just like goes in. Uh, she, you know, I, not to uh, create too much of an analogy, but like I feel like there are some queens that act like the fly that is caught between the window pane and the screen, and they kind of just like go crazy. You know yep. that fly, uh -huh. and you just I know you that just fly. Have to, and at some point, you just have to open up the window pane and let the fly go. Yeah, and, and and they'll be better, you know. And I feel like Raja is 
she's probably a great fly. She's probably a great queen uh, with lots of talents, but is just bouncing between the pain and the screen too fast, going crazy, and just needed to be let go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, open that summer screen, girl. Welcome to the stage, <laughs> summer screen. Summer uh, screen. Uh, <laughs> uh, summer not. And uh, and yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I I agree. I think that Raj's biggest problem, it seems, was that she was just banging. She, she's either banging against the screen or banging against the window. And I think, yeah, and untucked, it got like really aggressive because Plastique was getting in spades what Raja was getting none of. Right, right. And, you know, I don't know. I have... <clears throat> I have some more thoughts on that, but uh, and I guess I'll talk about it now. Why not? Um, yeah, go for I it. I feel like Raja <clears throat> Raja kind of realizes this episode that she is uh, she, she she she's she realizes that she's in Stepford. You know, yes. she uh-huh. she finds it very strange that Rue's walkthrough has about, uh, you know, uh, with with Plastique about no personality then correlates to your family not knowing you do drag. And that's the reason why you have no personality. And and then, you know, she's she's like, well, Alyssa was here. And so it's like she starts seeing the writing on the wall and and. And that's when she needed to go, right? So it's just like, yeah. uh oh, she found out. She found out that they're robots, and then you know, shut her down. Right, right, yeah. Time to <laughs> you know, time to clock over the head, yeah, um, or whatever happened. But uh, in the Stepford Wives, but yeah, I, um, I mean, I, I, I guess you know, we can get into it now or later. But I feel like that does bring up the question that's floating in this episode of like, she's questioning Plastique's story. And Plastique is saying, you know, my parent, my family doesn't know that I'm here. And then she gets the video from a boyfriend. And I don't remember. I didn't see anything in the video okay. that was contradicting. Do you? Are you no. clear on this? I am very clear on this. And I have strong feelings. Listen. So, so Plastique's video was airing. Raja wasn't even there. Raja didn't even see the video. It was and Akiria. Then a, yes, Akiria. <laughs> it was Akiria going like, hmm. Yeah, Akiria, who said, like, uh, as Raja was, like, storming past Akiria, Akiria goes, unless I heard wrong. <laughs> right, right. Like, oh, oh, girl. Oh, throw that little did. life raft out after Yeah, it, yeah sure. right, exactly. And she did hear wrong because if you if you watch that video, he's he did not say that they were there supporting and rooting for her. He yeah. explains how he believes her family will eventually come around. Yeah, like, that's what I heard. That's what yeah. he says. And then Akiria goes and spreads this wrong info. And Raja, who's in Stepford, is like, you got your mama coming to the challenge. Rue calling you her child. Your boyfriend's here. And, you know, and now there's inconsistencies in your story. And it's like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And she's over there like, first it happened to Charmaine. And then it happened to Bobby. And now it's going to happen to me. (laughs) First it happened to Scarlett. I'd just die if I could get that recipe. <laughs> I'll just die if I don't get that tweeter head. Yeah, RuPaul statue. If I don't get that corset. Yeah. <laughs> I could die, bitch. Um. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, yeah. This was, yeah, there was no truth in Raja's inconsistency. You know, and again, Akiria. I wonder if that'll... I don't know, ever pan out, but Akira certainly, right. certainly like, was, spread the wrong info. <laughs> yeah, like, was Raja watching the episode, and she's, like, texting Akira. She's like, so, girl, 
Let let me know the timestamp when they said that Plastique's grandma was there saying, "Hey, I'm so proud of you." Because may, maybe my TV cut out, girl, but I didn't see it. Yeah, I didn't see it. You know, I I do have to appreciate Plastique and Raja for that matter because Raja is basically like you know I really needed to speak to someone who loves me you know I'm really pissed about this and Plastique instead of choosing like defensiveness about Raja you know making up an inconsistency she just chooses empathy and compassion and is like girl I I hear you I hear you I'm with you don't worry your sisters yeah but but then I mean yeah and I I appreciate because I'm again like Plastique being this being again especially being very young like to choose that very emotionally mature response but then then I like pivot to let's just say it now folks this week's best supporting actress Brooklyn Heights um (laughs) like like y'all were right all the tweets were right I mean she was giving me this was her year um this was her episode (laughs) But, like, then you cut to her, and she's like, I don't fucking get this. Plastique's comforting Raja for being mad at her. Like, y'all need to figure it the fuck out. Like, I I got what she was then saying of, like, what is this? I'm mad at, you. mad at you. You're my best friend shit. Like, I felt like in the same way that Raja had earlier said to Evie and Silky to, like, cut the shit, I kind of feel like Brooklyn in her Canadian-ness was also saying, y'all need to just cut the shit. Like, Cut the shit. Yeah. This isn't a real conversation anymore, you know? Yeah, yeah. I also think Brooke, yeah, Brooke was, I, I don't know if Brooke was drunk. I guess they're only allowed to have one cocktail, but she seemed to be drinking the same cocktail for a very long time. Yeah, um, yeah. She's <laughs> like, I am going to give you so many options for reaction gifts so I won't actually swallow the drink <laughs> so that I can keep creating these for the whole three hours we're back here. Totally. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't agree with Brooke. I it was kind of like, all right, good. At least they're not screaming at each other. <laughs> yeah, it just it was it was an interesting. I don't know. Brooke had this kind of, and we definitely saw it when she like very calmly and drunkenly broke up the fight between Evie and and Vanjie. She just had this like sort of drunk adult in the room energy where it was just mm. like, I think. I think the real mature response to all of this is to not be in this fight at all. You know, yeah, like Plastique, right. it's great how she was responding, but like, and I, she didn't start it, so it's not her fault. But I, I think like this makes me think of Wiggate, the, the, the episode before. Sometimes these queens, they will spin straw into gold yes, uh, yes, to, yes. for drama, you know? Yes, yes. I think that was the theme of Untucked this week uh, by Evie. I think Evie was the one kind of like spinning it all. Uh, you know, so we can get to Untucked a little bit later, but, uh, That's you true. know, we do, there is a boom, boom gun. We're jumping. Yeah. They, <laughs> um, so the I guess the next day in the workroom, there's uh, Silky has a question. I feel like that's going to be her talk show is Silky's got a question. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, where, you know, she asks she asks about, you know, comparing different queens uh, via seasons. Um, I guess there's like three ways I, pe- I feel like people get compared to on the show. Right. Whether, whether they look like a queen, whether they act like a queen or are they produced like a queen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and it all just depends. Uh, and I obviously the, the, the biggest ones that you can look at the most because they lasted the longest on the show are the top three or four. Right. Which is like a villain edit, uh, the hero, the underdog, the sneak attack, the pageant queen, the comedy queen. Um, it's all kind of there. Uh, so yeah, I mean, obviously with so many Queens, you're going to get compared. Yeah. And, and sometimes, you know, it's funny cause it makes me think of how 
Rue talks about, you know, like go for the stereotypes, go for the obvious. Like, yeah. And I think that when people evaluate these queens and we've done it too, where we kind of latch on to those same details. And I remember like season nine, like without knowing who Pharamone was feeling like, Oh, is this like a Courtney act kind of queen? And now that I kind of like see the nuances, I'm like, okay, well they're both like very, they have a certain aesthetic beauty and they're both blonde and um, you know, uh, they're nice. They're nice kids where I feel like they're actually like totally different Queens. And I think that, um, you know, like we come to find out later, oh, we were totally wrong about that queen. But I think that that's because so much of it, I think, is is based on aesthetics and visuals. I feel like it's it's like the natural tendency to kind of do that RuPaul thing of like just look for the obvious qualities. Yeah, I, certainly. I th- I think I I do think that there's a big difference, right? Because the producers might see a storyline that fans don't see aesthetically, right? So mm-hmm. there might there might be two queens like Farah and Courtney that kind of look alike, but you know, the producers are like, uh, these are two very very different queens. Right. And so they're very treated majorities. differently. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Um yeah, and I would just ask before we move on from this segment, do you feel like I feel like Silky and I guess people have told her this, but Silky saying, "Oh, like I'm like a mini Latrice." Agree or disagree? Oh, disagree? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't it, it, aesthetically, you know, like sure, you can okay, she's a big, uh, you know, a big black queen, like right? Yeah. Like that's it. Um yeah. and that's it. That really is it. Uh I also think Latrice is really tall. I don't think Silky's very tall. No. Um, no, so. it's it's sort of like a Laurel and Hardy situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of like motorcycle sidecar. Uh I <laughs> that's kind of how I see it. I you know, I just I think that I think to call yourself like to call yourself that is like well, I don't know. I think you need to earn that, you know. Mm. Like, I don't. I don't know if I've. I, I don't know if there's any been any ministries from the Gospel of Silky that have um, met the level of you know get up, look sickening, and make them eat it. That's all. Oh, completely, completely. Uh, yeah, the the sound bites of Latrice uh, are they 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 dwarf all of Silky's uh, you know crazy moments. Yeah, crunch, crunch, munch, munch. Sure. Oh man, I'm so inspired. Wow, I'm cured. You know. <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about this mini challenge? Yeah, this potato sack boobography. Yeah, um, the welcome to breast world. Yeah, but like all the nipples are blurred because oh my god, <laughs> the rubber nipples. You know. Do you do you remember? I don't know if you remember because there was a on season four. There was the wet T-shirt contest, yes, which is yes. I think the last time we saw like boobography where they were like really focusing on breasts and 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 booby bibs. Um, mm-hmm. I did they blur any of that out, or is that's that because a, it was logo? That's a great question. I don't remember. I feel like there were other things that got blurred, like Willem's crotch or something. Yeah. Um, okay. But that's a great question because I don't. I mean, I think they it was all. I don't know. Mary's let us know. Com- if you compare the wet t-shirt mini challenge from season four to this, um, give us your thoughts at all right, Mary podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> um, so obviously I call this mini challenge. They're called boobs, Ed. Mm. Yeah, they're called boobs, Ed. Uh, and that's why we have to, you know, pixelate them because God forbid. <laughs> um, 
I um I came up with some names for these queens uh, based off of uh, RuPaul naming the winners Nina Breast and Sugar Tits. Oh, okay, uh, all right, bring it so, on. So my favorite one is a curious C Cup Davenport. Oh, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, um, Plastique Surgeon Tiara. <laughs> <laughs> thought of that <laughs> i have um i have silky milky ganache yeah 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 milky nut nutmeg ganache yeah um i have uh brooklyn jugs yeah yeah uh okay. yeah I'm, I'm thinking on the on the fly and i'm thinking of them uh i wish i thought of this um i should play i have uh, i have uh raja o'hogan's <laughs> raja what raja o'hogan's raja o'hogan <laughs> Yeah, have you heard boobs referred to as Hogan's? <laughs> oh. <laughs> All I can think of right now is Brocklin Heights. <laughs> <laughs> or as I guess I would really say Brocklin Heights because, you oh, know, Brooklyn, say bra. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Brocklin. I get Brooklyn. it. I thought you were talking bra. about broccoli. But oh, I'm not talking about broccoli. I'm talking about yeah. boobs. They're called boobs, Ed. Yeah. They're called boobs, Ed. They're called boobs, Ed. Uh, I have uh, Vanessa Vanjie Mazambas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Vanessa Vanjie, Vanessa Mamory Mateo. No, I don't know. No, I'm I'm out of my wheelhouse. We're talking about boobs, Ed. You know. Um, <laughs> plastic surgeon TR is all I got. Oh, that was fabulous. That was the thank best you. one, Mary. Thank uh, you. Although thank I do you. love a curious C cup Davenport. I so. do like that one too. I think that if she had won, that's what probably what Rue would have called her. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> Um, so, uh, oops, my uniform burst open and whoops, my bosoms came popping out. Now, now, wouldn't that draw a crowd? Um, that, uh, what did you, crowd? what did you think of this mini challenge? Uh, when I was at the bar, I went to pieces along with like every other gay man in New York City. Uh, it was so crowded. Um, uh, people were laughing. People were mostly laughing at Nina West. Oh, I mean, Nina West giving me like hardcore Kirstie Alley. Oh, fabulous. Right? Fabulous. Fat like, actress. Yeah. Yeah. Kirstie Alley on like the biggest loser. Yeah, or Kirstie, Kirstie Alley when she's like very pregnant in the beginning of Look Who's Talking Too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is uh oh yes, yes. I'm mostly familiar with Look Who's Talking Now. Um Oh, oh wow. What that really? With that yeah, little I know. girl? <laughs> uh, yeah, shaking the shaking the the comb, the brush. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that gift uh, is a, a classic. A yeah, it's a great gift. Uh, no, this, the, uh, look who's talking too is fantastic. I mean, say what you want about Roseanne Barr. I know she, you know, has gone off yeah. the deep end, but uh, she's a she's a great voice actress. Uh, that movie's good. That movie's okay. Like, well, really, we'll good. do a Matreon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's a uh, it's Scientology gold. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's Scientology gold. Um, it's problematic beliefs gold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Roseanne uh, Barr, John Travolta, Kirstie Alley. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, uh, Bruce Willis? No, Bruce he's not, Willis. He's uh, not a, a Scientologist. No, he's just, uh, and he's just a weirdo. But listen, yeah. that pool scene in Color and Night, everything's uh, forgiven. Gorgeous. Um, so yeah, so this was uh, the breast place on Earth. Uh, I, it was fine. It, obviously, I've been loving the mini challenges uh, up to this point, and then I'm kind of like, all right. You know, they're doing a, a slow-mo gag here uh, celebrating um, women with breasts, you know? Yeah, it's, I mean, you know, we talked about this last week. Is like Drag Race has such a, um, the, the, the story or the theme of breasts is such like a, is such a mm. theme on Drag Race, you know? Mm. It's, it's, there's a through line about breasts. Um, y- yes. Down yeah, to, with, I was, yeah, sorry, ahead. I was going to say, like, like it, starting with really, like, 
Chanel with that like breastplate when she when she did that <sighs> lips. You know, and it was like, oh my god, yes. how, how does she do that? Like, I feel how, like she right. introduced to Drag Race the like the illusion of breasts. You know? Yeah, and and down to in that same season, uh, you, you have uh, Angina coming out. You know, flat chested, yeah, uh, sexy woman. You know, bald woman, and uh, all the way to Michelle now getting her breast implants taken out, right? So like there's this whole through line. Yeah. Uh, that we that we could talk about with boobs. Cause you know, they're called boobs, Ed. Um, they are. We're gonna keep they... saying that, Mary's. We're gonna mm-hmm. keep saying it. And you can't stop us. You can't stop us. <laughs> Mary Nuance, they're called boobs, Ed. You drunk yet? <laughs> Um, I feel like, uh, yeah, Nina and Sugar won um, because of their names. I feel like anybody could have won this, but, you know, Nina Breast and Sugar Tits, I think RuPaul just wanted to say those names. <laughs> I think so. I think those were just the easiest ones to yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to make puns from. Uh, yeah, those were hard boob puns. They're like cheese puns. It's hard to think of them. Boob puns? Boob puns. Boob puns. <laughs> boob puns. That's a funny... It's uh, like something uh, RuPaul would have a hard time saying because the B yeah. and the P. Boob puns. Boob yeah. puns. <laughs> Boob puns. Stop. Um, <laughs> so, so we get the introduction of the main uh, Farm to Runway organic challenge. Uh, and then uh, the only storyline Sugarcane gets besides winning the mini challenge is that she loves snap peas and eats them in the workroom. Oh, yeah, she's hungry, to quote uh, <laughs> Jeannie from Drag Race Thailand. She is, yeah, th- th- like, okay, let's talk about Sugar Cane now. I think, you know, yeah. I took the note, I think, later, like, when she was safe. Yeah, but we'll talk about her look later. Um, what is going on with Sugar Cane this season? Mary, I don't know. Uh, is she not causing enough drama? I mean, there's a lot going on around her. And, you know, as RuPaul said in, in one of her walkthroughs with the Team Challenge, it's like... You can't just be mad at Silky for, you know, causing scenes. It's like, well, what are you doing about it? You know? Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, like, you can't just be like, oh, she's sucking up all the air. It's like, well, you're just waiting for somebody to bring in more. Like, you know. Right. Take right. your spot. I think I think you're right. I think that she's not causing any drama, except when she had that great response when Raj was like, well, like, I don't want to get into it. And she's like, well, you brought, you it, brought up, it up, girl. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, think about, like, Sugar is I think Sugar's 40. Sugar had a career, like a corporate career. Sugar had a whole life that existed in a whole different paradigm. And mm. she had to learn how to like exist in the corporate world. And that's like a totally different workroom, you know? That Agreed. It doesn't surprise me that like Sugar wouldn't be as prone to drama for like a number of reasons, you know? Yeah, I get all of that. Completely. I think that's a really great read that she's just kind of like, yeah, not how I do drag, uh, not yeah. how I'm going to compete and not what I'm doing here. Um, and, you know, that might work against her. I feel like she'll last a couple more episodes. I feel like she'll get through Snatch Game. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, I think she's going to shine and or maybe not shine, but she's going to certainly be safe. Well, I mean, because she does have a performance background, so I feel yeah. like. It's not like, oh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'll be uh, Snatch Game. I'm like, I'm so excited just to see who everyone's going to be. But I will say, like, I'm a little I'm going to be worried about Sugar until her first response on Snatch Game. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> until like right, whether she right. makes Rue laugh or they do the like, you know, shade rattle. Um, sure, sure. If they do the shade rattle or she kind of like hangs her head in shame because nobody laughs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is. Uh, yeah. 
stupid. She's she's out. This is a sugar free competition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally organic. You know, we use agave nectar now, not sugar. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> agave away. Yeah. <laughs> um just just some um I don't know, for our musical theater queens out there, this whole challenge, especially when they were uh rummaging through all of the farm to runway materials. It mm-hmm. was like the personification of the witch's rap and into the woods. Uh, do you know this rap call? Oh, yeah, the like the, 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 the a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of that. Oh, yeah. you're terrible. You're terrible. I'm Mario. summarizing it. I don't know the <laughs> words, but I know that it's like and and you and you have to get uh, a string of this and a cut of that and a grab of this and a scoop of that, and then you've got the porridge. <laughs> Isn't that the song? <laughs> Into the woods. <laughs> Isn't that it? <laughs> no, it's greens, greens, and nothing but greens. Parsley, peppers, cabbages, and celery, asparagus, and watercress, and fiddle ferns, and lettuce. Come on, Mary. Uh, I'm thinking of that, like, <laughs> that one that I guess the baker and his wife sing about. Like, I've got to go get this, and then i got to go do that. <laughs> and if I do do this, then I'll have that. And then you've got the porridge in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, rooting through my rutabaga, raiding my arugula, and ripping up the rampion, my champion, my favorite. I should have laid a spell on him right there. Uh, it's So anyway, uh, just yeah. a big shout out. Um, and especially at the end, uh, you know, speaking of boobs, she says, uh, there's no more fuss. There's no more scenes. My garden thrives. You should see my nectarines. Um, and there were no nectarines in this challenge. But anyway, uh, so that would be the only flaw to yeah. uh, this is that they didn't include nectarines in this garden. But uh, anyway, I thought uh, that's what I thought about when they were rummaging through. I was like, ooh, the witch's wrap. Here we go. Um, yeah. Especially when somebody... nobody did, like Rue didn't throw in a little, you know, a little something for the for the gays, you know? Yeah. But he's not really... For the musical theater queens, yeah. I mean, how much of a musical theater queen is he, you know? Yeah, yeah. Come on, prove it. Um, I, I did love the line, is this kale? <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that kale? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, um, I had. So, I was gonna ahead. say I. I hadn't thought of this before, but I'm just thinking of it now. If you had, like, do you have any thought of like what you might do in a challenge like this? Oh, Mary, unconventional challenge. Uh, all of it would be if I was ever thrown into an unconventional challenge. First of all, it would all be hot glue. Um, but yeah. I feel like I feel like what I would end up doing is the the unconventional materials challenge that inspired me the most and you know what i'm gonna say is chloe dow like Uh gluing those damn leaves on that beautiful gown that or dress that she creates in season two that's what i would do i would do something like that where it was painstakingly hard but simple in the sense that yeah i'm only going to use one of these materials and i'm going to put my creativity all my eggs in one basket. I'm going to do it like that. Like I might crush up eggshells and then like paste the eggshells on or something or dye the eggshell. I don't know what I would do, but it, I would pick probably one material or two and like stick to that and make it like super intricate and like really hard technically. Yeah, I hear that. I feel like that's like that's definitely an approach of, you know, up all night gluing those turquoise stones on. Um, <laughs> but I uh yeah, I think that I, I don't really know what I would do, but I, I like the idea of something like color blocking using different materials, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. Doing something yeah. like that, that like, it'd be really cool to create something like that has almost like that's structured in a way, but like using these like very unstructured materials. 
Yeah, I mean, the thing that, and I'll talk about this when we get to the runway, but like, I think the challenge, and maybe it's because I'm in a Project Runway space on this, because mm -hmm. I hear this critique on Project Runway a lot, is like, it's a cop-out to use fabric-like materials when you're given like chains and ropes and beads and whatever. And then if you just go straight to, you know, the burlap and the denim, it's kind of like, well, you know, yeah, no, totally. I think that uh, I've seen that on Project Runway, and the only time where I think that worked out was, oh, it was um, Anya Ayong Chi, and oh, when she her. all she had was like, um, I, I don't know what the muslin. All she had was muslin, and so she like dyed it and then like made a gown with it, um, mm. and like that was the only time I ever saw someone like figure out how to do this just using the fabric and she had like something happen like her her she had to like come up with a you know kind of like she had a basically an Acuria Davenport situation but she didn't put shoulder pads on so <laughs> and that's the tea um yeah so we get these walkthroughs I think we talked about this in the clip of the week uh is, there's one quote that I think was really fabulous, which was Akira goddamn Davenport saying, you know, Brooklyn is sickening on stage and boring off. She has a mm. fear of being judged. And I, it's just interesting to see someone so strong like Brooklyn just be kind of figured out in a sentence, you know? Yeah. And especially when you look at like a life that has included so much judgment, you know, like in just the mere mm. fact that she's done all these pageants, like so many things where people are evaluating her. And right. I think that it's an interesting storyline that it's probably true for a lot of people, a lot of perfectionists of what they are. The re the, the drive for perfectionism is um, not for personal gain, but is to kind of like outrun any sort of judgment, you know? Oh yeah. Running, running for the Hills from any of that judgment. I mean, and I think that goes into what Brooklyn was saying about being an emotional child and she used to cry at everything uh, and then she uh, eventually she got embarrassed and, and closed herself off from mm -hmm. talking about things that would make her cry. Uh, and I feel like, I don't know, that's true for me. Um, I tear up when I'm getting like, you know, talking about something serious or emotional. Um, and yeah, you know, there at some point you learn not to do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I think that like if for no other reason, then a lot of people are very afraid of it. Like yeah. they they may respond in other ways that look or look like they're mocking or they're making fun of it or they're judging it, but really they're just afraid of it. Like they're just you know emotions do scare them, you know. <laughs> emotions emotions do scare me. Emotions um, do scare me, honey. Yeah, exactly. Um, I also want to talk about in these walkthroughs uh, when Rue is talking to Raja, she says, "I want you to give me Seventh Avenue fashion." Did you clock that? <laughs> Yeah, but you know what's weird is like, so in Manhattan, like Seventh Avenue is called Fashion Avenue, but I think because of FIT. Yeah, but like, <laughs> there's, but like, you know what's on Seventh Avenue? There's like, uh, there's some Dunkin' Donuts. There's FIT. There's a Pret. <laughs> there's a whole bunch of bodegas. There's um, Dollar Pizza, Mary. Are you? Kidding? Oh, there's Dollar Pizza. I want you to serve me two brothers' realness. You know what I mean? Uh, Five yeah. guys realness if you're nasty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I just I, I don't I don't know what's on Seventh Avenue that I want any I want to be putting on. But you know, um, I'll tell you what's on Seventh Avenue, Leg Avenue. That's what's on Seventh Avenue. Oh um, Leg <laughs> Avenue. Two G's. Leg Avenue. Um yeah, so it's just interesting she said Seventh Avenue. It's, she didn't say Fifth Avenue. 
Um, no, no, she she's didn't not say looking. Park Avenue. She didn't say Madison. You know, she said no. Seventh Avenue, which I said it's, it's a sweet little nuance there. <laughs> yeah, it's a strange place to look for fashion. <laughs> I want you to serve me wholesale district. <laughs> Large swaths of fabric for cheap, you know? <laughs> Blank t-shirts for screen printing, you know? <laughs> 20 uh, packs of men's underwear. Yeah, like that's... <laughs> Can you give me that, Raja? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's not the Whole Foods. It's the like the boutique Whole Foods, the one that's like really small, like the Whole Foods Express that's on 7th Avenue. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 exactly. It's just it's just somewhere to go get soap and sandwiches. Um, <laughs> not the Whole Foods, the half foods. Yeah, the half foods. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Partial foods. Yeah. <laughs> Partial Foods Tierra. <laughs> yeah, Partial Foods Tierra. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I have the giggles now. Um. Anyway, Seventh uh, Avenue fashion. That's the theme of this week's episode uh, for sure. For um, sure. <laughs> um. Anything else to mention about Plastique? I know she. She obviously like. You know, showed personality in that vulnerable way. Vulnerable way with RuPaul, but. We didn't really talk about the the Emmy Award winning moment that RuPaul creates here with Plastique after basically Plastique's story summed up is like she has to constantly adjust for her family and uh, and it sucks. Um, yeah. And Ru, Ru is like, no, show it, show it. it right. It There's so a producer good. under the table saying tears equal fans, <laughs> hugs equal Emmys, you know. <laughs> Shaking Show her, it. grabbing her by the robe, like Charlie Hyde. <laughs> Tell your story now. You're going home. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I mean, not to laugh at this beautiful moment. I it know. was a beautiful moment. I will say I was in the middle of a very crowded pieces, and there was one beautiful, beautiful, beautiful person sitting against the mirrors. He was, like, sitting up against the mirrors, and during this episode, he just started bawling during oh. this moment. Uh, and I think he was friends with Holly Box Springs because uh, I saw them like, I don't know, like hanging out and talking or whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it, it was. Oh, it was so I was like right in the middle of this like rowdy ass crowded bar. We have this beautiful moment and, you know, this person's touched. We Many of us were touched. Uh, and it was yeah. it was a, a really great moment. And then it got weird. It really got weird when after, you know, RuPaul is like, show it, show it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> show me. Yeah, it was like that scene in Fame when I when she has to take off her shirt. <laughs> Mary, that is one of the most traumatic scenes. <laughs> I know. I know. That's how seriously I take this. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, she says it's so it's kind of it's kind of like odd the way she says it. She's like, um, show it here. This is your new home. Yeah. I'm your new mommy. You'll yeah. always be my baby. It was, it was <laughs> odd. Yeah. <laughs> Not to ruin a beautiful moment, right? But like it it just came off as uh, just a little uh, cold. <laughs> yeah, I mean I kind of feel like it's like the Stepford wives. This is like what the Stepford Joanna said to the kids when she saw them again. <laughs> like I'm your new mommy. This is your new home. You yeah, know? and you know that's when Raja Raja realizes she's in Stepford. Like at that moment, yeah. uh, we they cut to Raja talking about you know how uh, this doesn't correlate to personality, uh, which I think is you know wrong. But uh, still, this was 
also jealousy, right? A lot of the queens are like, oh, Plastique got the tender moment. Here we go. Right. And I think that's why, like, because, again, like, we're not trying to, like, minimize, like, Plastique's own experience, but I oh, feel no. like. Oh, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. It, but I think that just, like, saying that right there of, like, oh, Plastique got the tender moment, it becomes a trope. It doesn't feel like a genuine moment. Yes. It feels like, oh, this is the tender moment. Capital T, yes. capital M, you know? That's it, Mary. That's it. Yes. Is, and it is felt, when it becomes a trope. Yes. Yeah. And it felt like this season, it feels like this season, obviously, there's a lot that they're trying to step up. And so. This is the, I, I believe, the first time we've had, like, RuPaul doing the Tim Gunn hugging, crying contestants in the workroom, you know? Yeah, right, right. And I don't think we've seen RuPaul hug a contestant. No, I just, I don't think so. Mary's let us know if we're wrong. I don't think I've seen that. Um, and it's, you know, I mean, it's, it's nice, but I guess it feels like when Tim Gunn does it, it's like, but he's been doing it, or he had been doing it yeah. all, the whole time. The whole time. Right. And the whole time. Yeah. I feel like RuPaul's doing it after, like, everybody was saying, oh, RuPaul's like, you know, he's it's just all business. He's so removed. And I, I don't know. It's just a big jump. And I want it to be real, but it just didn't, it didn't land for me completely. It landed it, like it, Evie in the challenge last week. One of the ankles was a little wobbly. That's all. <laughs> Yeah, the the legs underneath that chair were a little wobbly. Um, yeah, I, I I I I believe that RuPaul certainly is uh, emotional and empathetic and compassionate and has this, and the cameras were on. So yeah, so there's all of that wrapped into it. And at the end of the day, I. I can understand why somebody can watch this scene and be emotional and why somebody can watch the scene and be like, girl, what? You know? Yeah. I mean, I think just like the pure human thing of there's plastic crying and like RuPaul kind of validating her like that human interaction is lovely and, and yes. meaningful. And it's good to see that. And I think, you know, even if it's clunky, it's good to kind of have that message that to, in, to insist on keep pushing that message of like, we gay people, we get to choose our family. Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. you know, like even if it is clunky, there's someone out there that needs to hear that. So yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Every season I'm fine with it happening every season. It's just, it's interesting because we've seen contestants cry before and RuPaul hasn't consoled them physically. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like we, we've, this is just a very different choice. Um, but, you know, I mean, I, I think uh, I'm curious, like I had said, I think earlier in the season that I kind of expected or I could see Plastique like winning Snatch Game and like just coming out of the blue like Aquaria and just mm. stealing it. Granted, I want it to be Nina West. I want there to be a, a legendary yeah. Snatch Game from yes. Nina West. Yes. Let it be known. I want her to, I want all of the things they were saying on the judges panel of like, oh, if she takes these notes, like watch out for Nina. I want next week to be like, oh, here's what you were looking for. You yes, know? yes. I, I feel like the winner of next week is going to be either Nina or Silky. Oh, I'm so curious to see what happens with Silky. I, like, I feel like Silky is either in the bottom or the top. Like at this point, there's no more just like, oh, Silky was fine. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, they've been building it up so much that it's like every Silky has said to RuPaul herself has said, "Put me in the bottom, bitch." You know? Right. <laughs> so I'm right. Like, right. Give yeah. her what put she's me the asking put me in the top, for. Put me in the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what it makes absolutely. me think of? Um, makes me think of Dragula's season two when Abora won the challenge but still was in the extermination. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because it was like you won, but like you still need to earn this and. Right. I don't know. I think Silky needs something like that, you know? Something. 
Yeah, so I, I feel like a lip sync might change the game on Silky, whether she goes home or, you know, it's like, oh, damn, bitch, you were right. Okay, stay. Yeah, um, I mean, and listen, so if she's right and she gives a killer lip sync, then we all got to see a great lip sync. I'm not mad at that. Oh, but. oh yeah, completely, completely. Um, Vanjie in the walkthrough, uh, what's the grease, mama? Um, I loved, I loved this quote. Bitch, you know who's left. Oh, oh I, I love just, that. Oh, it was so fucking phenomenal. Um, yeah, and, yeah. The yeah, way Rue talks to Vanjie, I mean, yeah, you know, veteran queen. You know, he's known her for <laughs> seasons. So, you know, they go, they go way back. You know, yeah. They- <laughs> um, another uh, highlight in the walkthroughs uh, when she's talking to Evie. How's your ankle? I haven't had any complaints. I thought that was, you know, yeah. Fabulous. And I felt like RuPaul didn't get it, and I was like, yeah, Evie she just- didn't. She just gave you exactly what you be, you keep asking these queens to do is like pull an Elvira on you, you know? Like you got to know those references. Yeah. You got yeah, if you don't make these references, we lose these references. And Evie oddly uh I really appreciated that moment. Um but Evie oddly, I mean at this point I I another one who I can't wait to see what she does in Snatch Game. We know she can act. Um, we know she's quick on her feet because she comes up with these really quick responses. Mm. I am I hope that she kills it. And I feel like she's going to do somebody really gross and ugly and it's going to just kill it. Okay. I have a feeling, I don't know. I have a feeling that she's going to be in the bottom. Just uh, uh, only because they got to do some sort of gag. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I hear we'll, you. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, um, I'll put her in the bottom. Um, anything else in the walkthroughs before we move on to probably the best part of the episode? <laughs> um, I mean, I guess I would just want to mention, I just saw in my notes that Evie in the in the workroom with Rue, I feel like Evie was serving um, taxi driver who just got home realness, you know, with like oh. the with like the tank top and the cabbie hat. And I was like, oh, you just got yeah, off your shift, didn't yeah. you? Very, very, very taxi. Uh, the show. Yes. Yes. I, I just I felt like, yeah, he was back at the depot. Took off his taxi driver's shirt and was going to have yeah, Jim, like a Jim Conway realness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was um, I was enjoying that greatly. Uh, I definitely <laughs> uh, was willing to pay the fare, whatever that means. <laughs> Tip well, Mary. Tip yep. well. Flat um, feet to JFK. I can handle it. <laughs> and not just the tip. OK, Mary. No. Um, and buckle up, uh, for God's sake. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Alyssa, I mean, if, if Alyssa can't win Best Supporting Actress, can she win Best Featured Actress in an episode? Oh, yes. I think that this would be kind of like when Nina West got a, um, for excellence in reality television for telling her, her story. Alyssa Edwards, I mean, yeah, she's getting a Peabody, uh, a, a, um, uh, what's another? A, a Newberry Award. He's mm. getting a, a Genius Grant, or he, she. What is all of him? Um, oh yeah, Alyssa is getting all the awards just for her general contribution to television. Oh God, this was so. We were dying at the bar. We were dying. We we couldn't stop. Like it just the the lines kept coming. Like they didn't stop. And yeah. I. I was here for it. I, you know, the idea of having like lessons on the runway, I don't think we've really done that before. Obviously, they made the rehearsal for the hoedown challenge thing a thing, but we, we saw these, this like top model moment here where Alyssa was like schooling the children. Yeah. The only, what this reminded me of, um, 
I think we talked about this last night, but uh, it was many vodkas in. Um, but it was very reminiscent of Matthew Anderson in season two doing kind of the oh. workroom makeup kind of critiques and tips and help it. And then yeah. like seeing the results on the runway. Um, right. I guess you could say in All Stars 2 when uh, Anastasia Beverly Hills showed up and did Katya's mom's eyebrows. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know if that was as impactful, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I was kind of here for this because um, I certainly noticed a difference uh, on the runway yeah. because of this this little um, these little tidbits, these little golden nuggets. Um, I thought my favorite uh, sequence was Nina West. Oh, and I, Jacqueline Smith for Kmart. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Crank it up. Crank it to the left. Oh, it was so good. It was so. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's so, so good. good. It's, it it's so, so good. good. We come back. It's charged. Um. <laughs> um, yeah, I <clears throat> obviously I thought Nina was was great. I thought I think Alyssa said to Brooke at one point. She said, "Before you sell it, you got to buy it yourself." And I thought that was a good, yes. good piece of life wisdom in general. You know. Mm. Um, I also don't think that Alyssa really knows what ganache is. Like, I don't think she actually knows what ganache is. Yeah, I I I don't think so either. And I love. I mean. As much as, you know, I think we've been kind of hard on Silky this episode, I appreciated when she was like, when Alyssa was like, what, what does get all this ganache mean? And Silky's like, get all this ganache. <laughs> I, I, personnel, yeah. Yeah, per, exactly. <laughs> it was her personnel moment. Yeah. Do you understand? Understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I... Uh, yeah, Alyssa. And I also loved when Vanjie was like, when did this plastique clock in for this shit? Like, <laughs> <laughs> That was good, yeah. Uh, yeah. Watching plastique do the split and plastique doing the, the leg, the Alyssa leg uh, on the side of the runway. It was all very clever. I also uh. loved Gumby, Gumby's sister. Uh, this bitch has to, has to get to the bus stop. Oh, we don't want a Roxy Andrew oh, sending yeah. a tweet. Like all of it was really, really fabulous. Um, all kind of leading up to that moment where Evie is walking back to her chair and says, oh. "Send me home because I'm injured." Oh, oh, that that what I just I love that moment so, so much. And then what's more is then the production assistant went and got her a chair and sat her right next to Silky, right in front of her, so that they could maintain that tension. It was just like I am. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about Evie, I guess, more in Untucked, but like. I'm here for all of it. I really am. Yeah. Yeah. With like oh, few exceptions. I'm here for all of it. Sure. I mean, she's, oh man. In Untucked, she is, she is nasty. Like she is hitting low, continuing to insult Silky, who isn't really insulting her back to her face. So yeah. it, it, it's an interesting uh, battle between Silky and Evie versus Vanjie and Evie, which I thought was handled very differently. Um, well, like with Vanjie and Evie, it was like Evie versus Charlie Brown's teacher, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so it was a weird fight. <laughs> well, you need to step up your game. Well, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> I oh am being God. consistent. Wah, 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 wah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not coming for you. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> uh, do, 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 <laughs> yeah. All the other queens are doing that Peanuts dance. <laughs> doing, <laughs> doing the Charlie Brown Christmas tree dance. Um, Brooks over there just like Linus, you know, <laughs> under the <laughs> under the cushions. <laughs> Oh man! 
You have Silky as Lucy. Oh, of course, of course. Uh, I feel like uh, I feel like Evie would be Pigpen. You know. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I hear that for sure. Uh, and then um, uh, uh, Nina West is probably uh, uh, Charlie Brown's sister. Um. Oh yes. Oh, I can't. Can't hear her name. Su- is, is it Susie? Susie, oh, what, maybe. Yeah. What is it? No, it's not Susie. Oh man. Oh, I'm I'm gonna die. And our Marys are like screaming it. Oh my god. Oh Sally, 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 Sally. Sally, Sally. Sally of course, yes. of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then of course there's. I mean, who's gonna be Peppermint Patty, the lesbian? You know. <clears throat> oh man, that's Sugar Cane, Mary. <laughs> that's Sugar Cane, Peppermint Patty. That's Sugar Cane. Jesus Christ. Is that kale? Um, I'm just here to eat, girl. Um, you better staple that snap pee to your ear, girl. Oh, Sugar Cane had like that one line. You better staple that shit to your ear, girl. It's like the one line she had. We've seen nothing else other than her going, girl. I don't know. I don't know, girl. You know, just to continue the Peanuts theme, it's like, I think also Akira would be Charlie Brown. Uh, because because she's having a bad day. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, she's yeah. having a bad day. Yeah. yeah. And in the, in um, the, in the, in the, in the uh, you know, I think of her confessional, she's very kind of like, well, well, I don't know. Yeah. There's that, there's that-ness of her. So. You can kind of see her tumbling off the football field, you know? <laughs> I mean, she's got the, 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 you know, she's got the shoulder pads for it, so. <laughs> she's oh, ready to play. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're a good queen, Akira C. Davenport. Yeah, you're um, a good queen, Akira C. Davenport. Especially after that lip sync. Um, with the well, football pads. Anyway, um, so uh, what's next? What's next? We have the, the workroom next. Uh, I guess I, I wrote down two things. I wrote down... Raja wearing those ninth grade biology goggles. Oh, yes. Yeah, she was definitely there were Bunsen burners just <laughs> waiting at a table for her. Yeah. Yeah, she's, you know, she's going to dissect a frog or, you know, yeah. put an acid into a base and see what happens. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I think that's what Untucked was, girl. <laughs> I think that was Van Genevi, acid in a base. <laughs> is that about <laughs> yeah oh it just i mean that was something uh, oh, oh, oh man i totally forgot plastique plastique is woodstock okay sorry i'm done she's woodstock oh my god yes <gasps> snoopy oh i well you know what nina west is snoopy nina west you know. yes i'm sorry i take it all back about sally because sally's somebody's little sister if vanji was not you know vanji in that moment vanji yes. is sally brown yeah she's somebody's little sister yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, we can't. Okay, we're done. We're done, and I'm going to tell you why we're done. Um, yeah, yeah. I also thought it was a really cute moment between Akira and Silky, Akira combing Silky's hair. Uh, the can't oh. you, don't you moment. It was uh, it was a, a great workroom moment that I don't think needed to be in the episode and was. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a great workroom moment, and uh, someone posted sort of a meme of it on Reddit, and I think it was like, me at 10 years old with my glasses off having somebody comb my hair for me. Like, it was so, like, specific. <laughs> like, I just pictured this, like, little kid, you know, getting their hair combed. And, and it was just like, yeah, I get that. 
<laughs> me at 10 years old with my glasses off getting my hair combed it's just like yeah okay it's a stretch um yeah i like that moment i love seeing akiria be aunt akiria you know mm, aunt, aunt akiria yeah she is that. like she i mean like there's moms in the workroom and there's babysitters in the workroom she is the aunt in the workroom yeah yeah and not the drunk aunt at the wedding no, Akiria, like, she's, she's, no, she's the one who, like, she's if like something Aunt goes Jackie. wrong with the food, like she Jackie, goes and talks right? to the manager, you know? Yes. Oh, right. Yes, yes. She'll pick up the kids at school when, you know, the mom's in rehab. Exactly. And, and she, and she drives like a big SUV. I don't know why, but like, she drives like a Tony Soprano SUV, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think a minivan would be too specific. It would be like an SUV, like like uh, I don't know, like a Forester or something. Yeah, or like a like a like a um, I don't know, cars like a feel yeah, like a Ford Expedition. Oh, okay, even bigger. Okay, gotcha, yeah, yeah, gotcha. Or yeah, a Denali. You know, she, yeah, yeah. She helps people move a lot, so she oh. she, she needs a big car. <laughs> yeah, she and she loves it, you know, because it's uh. You know, she she hurt her back like 20 years ago, but then she started doing Pilates at home. And it's just it's important to keep working the muscles, you know, so she loves a bit of cardio, you know, a bit of lifting. <laughs> oh, anyway, otherwise that pinched you... nerve, you know, that, I got to wear L5... one of those cervical collars for a week. <laughs> that L5 disc, you know, it's yeah, up that again. L... <laughs> girl. That L5 disc is no laughing matter. Like, <laughs> a Curia L5 disc Davenport. A Curia L5 disc Davenport. <laughs> We're making no sense. Um, <laughs> Sciatica Davenport. <laughs> Fibromyalgia Davenport. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, scoliosis O'Hara. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh my God, I can't. I can't. Yeah. Curvature of the spine, Mateo. <laughs> we're not even. We're not even. Like, like we're just. These aren't even puns. I'm just pulling two different not. phrases out of a bag and putting them together. <laughs> We're having uh, like a Jasmine Masters in the pool type of moment. Oh going. yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> this is this is going into a whole different narrative. Um, time and space are just constructs at this point. Yeah. Sorry, Marys. Um, let's talk about the runway, shall we? Yeah, I mean, like, I just before we get there, I do want to just quote Raja saying, um, "Who would ever think of making a pair of pants from a potato sack?" And I'm like, everybody, everybody <laughs> would think of that. But whatever. Uh, well, we'll get to that. Look, um, I I just want to say I thought that the hoedown, it was a brilliant use of Evie. It was so smart because like, yeah. I feel like this is what happens when choreographers or directors, when they have to work within the confines of what a queen can do, like don't make them do jumps and splits if they can't. The choreographer mm -hmm. and the director, they have to be more creative so that that queen looks more successful. And in return, the choreographer or director will come off as more successful. And so here I'm seeing Alyssa like, oh, you can't move? Well, 
how can I use you? Oh, you're going to play the play the fiddle and, and you're going to yeah. kill it over there. And she killed it. She drew focus so much and owned yeah. that part. And uh, it, it was I thought it was a fantastic use of Evie. Yeah, I thought it <clears throat> I thought it was great. I thought it created kind of um, for lack of another. There is no better word. It created some nuance in the performance because it wasn't just all of them line dancing. They kind of mm. created a, a scene, you know? Yeah, it was and, a scene. Yeah, there there was a story all of a sudden in a way, and right. I thought that really worked. I I totally credit Alyssa with figuring that out. I just I think oh here is beyond belief Mesquite Texas you know yes like yes. figuring out how to put on the best show, uh, yes. and yeah I mean it was it was really fun and it's it's always funny when um sort of country western and country stuff kind of gets brought into drag race you know i think of like obviously the the country critters you know uh commercial mm. but then like the country queen's runway um, pam tillis you know <clears throat> pam tillis for god's sake i mean oh <laughs> I, I can't believe it's been so long since we've said her name you know oh my god um, pam tillis yeah <laughs> or what was her name uh the, the one who was just like lost under a hat under like a five gallon hat what was her name um tanya tucker oh my god tanya <laughs> tucker was just like a hat and a he- pair of hat, heels yeah. you know <laughs> but yeah it's uh, it's uh i think they did it really well and it's fun and it's different and i don't always expect that from a drag show you know yeah, country western right. stuff Right, and they didn't have to add it. It was a nice addition. Yeah, um, the the choreography also like didn't look hard. It was like line dancing, so it was fine. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was all like, about think, personality again. Like yeah, and I thought that was really that was really interesting. And in that unlike the other choreography challenges we've seen, where they're really complicated, it's like we're gonna keep it simple. So then you got to like amp up the person, like the, it, the focus has to be on the personality. Don't right. like the choreography is easy. And I think that's right. a really smart challenge. I guess if we're going to go back to RuPaul's sentiment of like, show me who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, I, it's like, I don't care if you know the steps, you know, show me you can yeah. perform. Yeah. 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 Knowing the steps does not, you know, uh, to quote a country queen that don't impress me much. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, those boots weren't necessarily made for dancing, but you can dance in them if you want, you know. You could. You could. Um <laughs> God. Man, um, I feel like an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, follow your arrow, Mary. Oh, um, you're not everyone's <laughs> cup of tea. Um so the the looks, 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 looks. Uh, the looks. Sugar sugar cane. Windblown pumpkin seed corset. Uh, I thought this was, uh, you know, a good look. It was different. Yeah. And I like what she did with the hair. Yeah, I called this look Windy Williams. Uh, and <laughs> I I liked it. I felt like, like the styling and the makeup was so interesting that it's kind of like one of those looks. And I think of like when Milk was, was the pregnant Phyllis Diller monster on the runway and then mm. was just safe. It's like, oh, it's one of those looks that I wish we got to like – kind of spend more time on and got to hear the judges kind of interacting with, you know? Yeah. I, there were three looks that I think trumped this look. I hate that word that were, mm. that bested this look. So mm. uh, I think that's, that's probably why. Uh, and also why the episode was focused on other Queens. Um, and speaking of that, um, uh, a queen that didn't make the bottom or the top uh, silky. Um, she had this like church lady career woman. Look, um, I, this, I, I, I appreciated this look. I thought it was fun. Yeah, I I liked it. I don't know if I was very surprised by it. Um, mm. I couldn't really think of any notes. I just wrote down beans from even Steven. Um, remember, you ever, you ever watch that show? He's it's it's this. I feel even like Steven, I, no. 
oh, there is this character named Beans who is um, – you should look him up. Like that time you looked up Sylvia Brown. You should, like, he doesn't look anything like Silky, but I think it's just good to know what Beans looks like. Okay. I mean, this was it, – it, because of the coloring – uh, maybe not the red, but because of the coloring, I was also getting a little bit of Evelyn Ness Neffler from uh, uh, True Beverly Hills. Oh, when she throws open the cape. Absolutely. Yes. 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 I was getting that for sure. Yeah. Um, um, Evie? Oh, uh, yes. I guess with this like Hawaiian thing, I called it Big Island Energy. Um, <laughs> I I liked it. I guess she had to kind of tell me it was this like fall in Hawaii thing. I just thought it was like a cool – like color scheme i think you know there was kind of like what i was saying before of like you know having i don't know it's not actually color blocking but she was having she was doing some like distinct design that i thought was really interesting yeah you know if if the episode wasn't about plastique i i think another kind of turn would have been having evie win this challenge because she showed us glam and it was a completely different side of evie i just thought this was so smart there were so many details um yeah. i love the hair i the this was i this could have won um had plastique not had you know the tender moment and the boyfriend right. and Alyssa. like this was certainly plastique's week but um yeah this this could have won for me so. And there was nothing ooky spooky about it, you know, no, so like no. further proving um, Silky, Silky wrong, wrong that it's yeah. like, no, like she's not just serving spooky and um, she's doing – I mean, I think in, if we're going to compare looks, I think her look was a, a stronger look than Silky's this week. Oh, oh, <clears throat> there's no question. No mm -hmm. question. And yeah, Silky's a little delusional. Um, yeah. Nina, um, corn husking it down the runway, um, did you – did you clock this, that the, the purple hair, the way that it was styled was, again, bringing up a queen we love, Angelica Houston in The Witches? Oh, I could, yes, I can totally see that. I can totally see that. Um, yeah, this was, uh, I mean, all the all the corn puns are taken. All I yeah, could think of was done. that she, she was going for an eerie silhouette and <laughs> proportionizing a husky figure, but that's all I could think of. Um... Husky. Uh, husky but I uh I, I I didn't love it I I appreciated what she was doing I felt like yeah the bottom I guess I don't know it seemed like that it could needed have been longer more. I think I think it just needed to be longer uh, yeah again. maybe she ran out of husks you know um, right right she ran so, out of husks. someone had noted <clears throat> I don't maybe it was on reddit or something but like something about her like her runway walk it was kind of like it was like she was kind of like stepping over invisible bars. You know what I mean? There was like this very mm. distinct kind of trot that she was doing this week. And I don't know what – it was almost like the shoes were too big. I don't know what she was doing. Oh, I yeah. I, I guess I, I – now that I think back to it, I know what you're talking about. But I'd have to watch it again to really understand. Uh, it, it. Yeah, like kind of like a uh, – not a gallop, but like – like she, like she doesn't want to get a splinter on the boardwalk, so she's marching. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Or maybe she's like, um, she's at the beach and she's like walking across the hot sand and trying to get to where there's a shadow. You know. Mm, mm, uh, a good nuance. Um, Thank you, Brooklyn. Brooklyn Heights. Yeah, you know, a lot of people on Reddit were pointing out that her purse looked like a blockbuster video VHS. <laughs> Right. And I thought, you know, in a way, you could recreate this if you could find a Blockbuster Video VHS box that you could use as a purse. And then mm. I felt like there was something towel dressy about what she was wearing okay. in, in, if yeah. you were using like a living room throw rug, you know? Yes, yes, I hear that. 
Um, I, I don't know if Brooklyn, I mean, okay. So this look was simple. It was chic. It was gorgeous. The look was flawless. But since it's an unconventional materials design challenge, it, it seemed kind of like a cop-out that she used so much fabric. Yeah. So I don't know. I, again, I'm in my Project Runway head. Uh, so I wouldn't have put Brooklyn in the top. I think that this is similar to in season five, the first episode when they're kind of like turning, you know, turning trash into into fashion. Um, and Ivy Winters makes it like really couture red gown and they love it. But they're like, where's the garbage? Like, where's the, mm. you know, where's the challenge? You made a great yeah. look, but you don't I, don't I don't know if it, you know, fulfilled right. the brief, so to speak. So um, <laughs> I think this is like I think Brooke is it, it's also reminiscent of Chad Michaels, right? Where it's like, okay, like, get messy with us. Get ugly with us. Like, Yeah, don't be pretty, don't be pretty, don't be pretty. Yeah. Um, Akira, this look, I don't know, she just looked like she was shrugging her shoulders, like, well, I guess I'll lip sync, you know? <laughs> yeah, I guess this is all I can do. Yeah, she, I, I, I said she was the undercover quarterback. Uh, it, it, it was like a TV show where a quarterback goes and uh, works at a, at a corporate office for a week. Um <laughs> But keeps on their football outfit for some reason. Under <laughs> anyway, I um, yeah, I agree. I think she was just kind of shrugging the whole time, like, "Sorry, the 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 dye didn't work last night. Uh, this is all I could yeah. do." Yeah, yeah. Um, Vanjie, you know, I thought this was a safe look. Again, it wasn't it wasn't a corset, so she, you know, she did that. So that was yeah. good to keep her safe. It was kind of like um, I called this cutthroat island realness. Remember that movie? Okay. Yes, with uh, Gina Davis. Yeah, yeah, it was a big old yeah. bomb. Yeah, it was a bomb. Um, not the bomb, but a bomb. No, a bomb. Uh, not Raja, a, bu- a bomb. Sorry. Yeah, a bomb. Air, um, airplane. <laughs> uh, anyway, Raja O'Hara uh, is doing a burlap for her last lap. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, all I got to say about Raja is, you know, white pumps are the sign of a true hooker and I love her for that. So, yeah, yeah. Especially when you're dressed like Groot. I mean, that was, (laughs) that's a very specific hooker. Yeah. That was a read, Michelle. Yeah. Uh, You know, I got to say, I like the concept that she described in the deliberation. Like, I got it. Uh, I thought that was that was cute uh, and and sweet, and I liked her makeup with the green on her eyelashes, and I liked the hair. But uh, yeah, again, white pumps here for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, and you know her pants are splitting. So <laughs> I saw a flaw, and I'm gonna point it out. Um, yep. <laughs> I see you over there making a mistake. Um, and then of course we have finally plastique. Uh, yes. And I just called this look Michelle Branch. <laughs> Way to go of. out on a limb, Mary. Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that pun didn't fall far from the tree, did it? Oh, God, uh, leave her alone. Yeah. <laughs> You're barking up the wrong tree with these, <laughs> these puns. <laughs> Would you stop? <laughs> You know, I'm rooting for plastique, but. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Mary. Uh, Yo, I thought the headpiece was absolutely gorgeous. She made this, okay? I think, like, all of these queens made these looks, but this one, it's like, this one seemed to be the most intricate and the most kind of, like, 
conceived hers and Evie's I thought were so intricate and it's just I I couldn't conceive making something like this especially that headpiece that headpiece was so detailed yeah I think that it it didn't I didn't feel like they were kind of telling us this was the best look like objectively I was like yeah this is like a really incredible illusion that she created out of nothing and like yeah it was it was just like such a cool look and I think it really transcended the materials in a way that yeah didn't make you forget that she was using these unconventional materials you know right right I, yeah this was oof. put a feather in her hat you know what i mean like it was, oh yeah, yeah yeah totally i think that, uh yeah in her tiara if you will <laughs> <laughs> very good very good oh that's very funny that's very funny. oh thanks thanks chairs mom thank you <laughs> what can i, I say it was a depression <laughs> I want that oh, on honey, a tote you, bag. You, you, we were very poor. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. It was the depression. <laughs> I love that quote out of context and in context. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like if somebody's um, like, well, what happened? I don't want, I don't know what to tell you, honey. It was the depression. <laughs> uh, good job, Mary. Um, the, the lip sync. I mean... Great song. Great Sheena song. Easton uh, strutting, uh, but obviously the elephant in the room, the air elephant in the room. Yeah. Is what uh, you were feeling about Akira. <laughs> the song is called Strut, and she starts strumming. I think she misheard. All of a sudden, <laughs> like, she, the air, it was immediate. It was like, I, I, I have, I felt so attacked. And then, and then. Because, you know, Air Guitar at this point, Air Guitar to me is like Donald Trump's tweets. I've been worn down. Okay, but, sure. But then the Air Trumpet came out. And then I was like, okay, this is like, this is egregious. Um, oh, man. You know, at pieces, I will say people cheered louder when they cut to her doing the Air Trumpet. So it's a good thing you weren't there. Yeah, no, I, I, I would have been Raja O'Hara in Untucked being like, <laughs> cut this bullshit out. <laughs> What the fuck was that about? Yeah, what um, the fuck was that about? Like, that would be me realizing, realizing I was in Stepford. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, Raja's hair came off. I think that, you know, uh, says it all. I did love um, Akira. I thought she was serving James Brown. Like, it was yeah. very it, confident, very lived in. Yeah, I mean, the air instruments aside, which are... Um, you know, they they are what they are. Uh, Akira otherwise. I mean, it was one of those performances probably similar to um, Living in America where like, as soon as mm. it started, I was like, okay, Raja won this. And yeah, I thought the same right. way as soon as it started, Akira won it. Yeah, yeah. It's like Mercedes. Uh, when Mercedes did uh, Work Bitch, she yes. just became – this fierce energy. There's, there's just something that comes over them. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see Akira stick around. Uh, and Raja again, open the, this, the, the window and let the fly out. Um, let the fly out. Uh, yeah. yeah. Cause it is, um, let me out of here. Yeah. That's kind of yeah, where it's yeah. at. Yeah. Let me out of here. Um, untucked any, uh, I mean, anything we didn't really cover. I mean, obviously we talked about Brooke's reactions, which were fabulous. I think we talked about Evie and Silky a little bit. Um, I, the thing, yeah. with, the thing I appreciate about Silky was that she just kind of chose not to engage with Evie. 
I yes, yeah, she she did choose to not engage, and I feel like they are maybe realizing, and we discover this when we see Vanjie and Evie that like engaging is is not that is going to stretch this journey out way longer, you know, than right, right. than you wanted to take. Like that's that's kind of like when you look on the map to see how long it takes if you take the train versus if you walk. Mm-hmm. If you want to walk, then get into it with Evie, you know. Yeah, but, get into it with Evie for sure. But that being said, I, the one thing I want to say about the Silky and Evie thing is Silky says at one point, like, I've never come for you. I've never said anything about you. And Evie's like, oh, yeah, roll the tape. I don't believe that. And it's like, yeah, roll the tape. It's kind of like when Ra- Raven was like, oh, I've never said anything about Tatiana. I've never called her shit. <laughs> and they cut to, like, Tatiana is shit. And <laughs> I was so surprised that they didn't do the same thing here, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, most of it was confessionals, right? Um, yeah. Uh, I I mean Evie was throwing venom here, right? Like, um, oh my god! She, she says, uh, she says, um, uh, Silky says, I'm in the competition not for your satisfaction, and Silky's or uh, Evie's like apparently not for the judges either. And uh, she says, pat yourself on the back to mediocrity and beans. Oh my god, was, that was my favorite <laughs> line. Pat yourself on the back for mediocrity and beans. I mean, oh my god, tote fucking bag. <laughs> Thank fucking you. Thank fucking um, you. Tote fucking bag. The, yeah, the bar went crazy after that. Um, oh, I, yeah. And, and then the other one that the bar went crazy for, which I think deserves some fact checking, um, is when Brooke chimes in. is like, well, Sasha Valor was safe every week and she won. <sighs> and then Evie's like, that's because Sasha was talented. Um, I just want to make sh- make let the record show um, that Sasha won two challenges with Shay and was high five other weeks yeah and there were weeks where she could have easily won yes yeah uh so it's very different than silky being safe every week so i just anyway i agree i mean you could be petty (laughs) yeah if if jujube won season two you could make the comparison well jujube never won a challenge right um but she didn't win the season either uh yeah no it's not a fair comparison at all i think i i Ultimately, Evie was, yes, was coming pretty hard and was saying things like, you know, um, doing things, doing shit you could never even dream of. And like, right, you know, just right. like she, her delivery is amazing. I mean, I'll get yeah. what she just After says. After putting really, on some stretch fabric and covering it with beans, like her delivery yeah. is it just spits out at you. It's so it's so quick and, and mean. Right. Like it. Cuts yeah. Deep. It cuts deep. It's like watching the boys in the band. It's like that kind of um, yes. nasty banter, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I I don't think she's wrong. Like, I mean, it's it's her opinion, so therefore like it's not it's not wrong. I I think I think Silky misstepped. Silky was I think doing a great job at kind of being like, "All right, girl. Okay, you think that. Okay, think that. That's okay." Until she goes into this like America will love me, and I'm like, "America doesn't Love you if you say it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. You can't like, like, yeah, exactly. That's kind of like saying, you know, well, I'm kind of a mini Latrice Royale. And it's like, well, right. um, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> there's some gif of, of, of Thorgy going, no, that I would love, I would use in this moment. Um, but when I say that Evie is not wrong, I, I don't think there's anything she's saying. I think there's things she's saying that are her, her opinion, obviously, and like saying like, very sort of subjective things. But like when she says, I've been consistent, like the message that I'm sharing has been consistent. I've never come for you. 
I, I do think that's correct in that, like, I don't think Evie is actually coming for anybody. I think that she is just, and she said this multiple times, she just has a very forceful, direct way of expressing her opinion. And yeah, yeah, I don't know. This this thing with Silky, it seems like it got, like, reignited, and maybe we didn't see anything else, but it got reignited when Silky was like, yeah, send Evie home, she's injured. And it seemed very kind of, like, passing and whatever, but Evie chose the whole episode to be very, very mad about it. And she kind of explains why. She's like, girl, this is this is like a, a, a condition that I came in here with. I hate showing my weakness because then queens like you will go in on it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was some real conversation that they were trying to have that I don't th- think Silky was hearing. Like, hey, Silky, like you came for me about this injury and it's something that I'm really self-conscious about. But I don't think Silky heard that. And that's why Evie couldn't let it go and why uh, Evie kept coming for Silky because she was hurt. I agree. I agree. I think that this was this had this was a much bigger conversation than mediocrity and beans. Uh, And I think I think, you know, if Evie is this like fired up. Yeah, I mean, it makes perfect sense. It's a pre-existing condition that she's had to navigate her entire life that Mm. she's had to that she's been confronted with. That's that's kind of been, you know, she's on a time, you know, she's on a, a uh, was a time clock like she's you know she's on, she only got so much time she can keep doing drag like this and I think for Silky to choose that thing to be the reason mm. that that Evie is invalid to invalidate yeah. her because of right. that I mean I think the nerve that she's sticking her big old thumb into is is huge you know yeah uh, and then, of course, Raja comes in and, you know, breaks it up. This is a lot of emotions for safe. And she's basically like, all right, why don't you guys just elect to lip sync? That's not going to happen. Right. Uh, I thought that was, you know, a, a good way to end this, that Raja comes in and she's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> right. It's like both of you are safe. You're not lip syncing. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're so fucking upset about. Um, yeah, totally. <laughs> but then, I mean, just to kind of mention kind of, you know, the Evie and Vanjie fight. I I love that Vanjie, when they first got in with the other two safe girls, she's like, well, let's start talking now because everyone's going to get in here. It's going to all hot and heated, and I don't want to get into it. Right. Uh, and she's like, it gets so hostile in here, you know? Like, <laughs> cut to, like, air horn on seven, you know? Just... Yeah, well, and it's interesting because Vixen, the Vixen said that. Like, she's like, oh, I'm going to sit on this couch today <gasps> yes. so there's no drama. And that was the time she had the fight with Eureka. Yeah, yeah. And... <laughs> I feel like, you know, comparing that fight and this one, I can't tell which one was like, you know, I I can't help it. I'm a child of divorce. I love to analyze how big and traumatic a fight is. I can't Mm. tell which one was bigger. I think the the, the Vixen Eureka one was was bigger in that the iceberg underneath was bigger. But I think this one was, was bigger in that, like, Vanjie was just like, she she wasn't even saying words. She was just she was just a Niagara Falls of of uh, of vocalization. You know, <laughs> I feel like both of them were just very heated, and I think the whole argument was kind of lost because, well, this is the thing. I feel like Vanjie started raising her voice because Evie kept interrupting her. You know, people raise their voices sometimes, you know, whether they're upset or not, but because they keep getting interrupted. And so Vanjie's like, I'm just going to speak louder than you because you right. keep interrupting me. And then that's when Evie gets upset and it it just raised out. I don't know. There's I, I feel like 
Evie was in her feelings a lot and was feeling hurt. And I don't think that Evie needed to muck up this drama with Vanjie. Like, they were basically fine. And all Vanjie did was, like, say, oh, well, you know, send Evie home because she called me out. Like, well, I don't know. Can't, no, I, can't Evie I, just kind of, yeah. like, let that roll off her back? No, I agree with you. I think, actually, this is where I think Evie is off base. I So I take back. I don't think she was right in everything. I think in this, she, like— we all saw it. Like, Vanjie was like, it, it, she, the whole quote was like, I said you because you told me my look was off base. Um, and you were right. Like, yeah. RuPaul is, not, is like, the message, like, RuPaul's smart enough to understand, like, okay, you're just kind of like giving a drag race answer, you know? And right. you're, you're performing self awareness and you're giving a little shade, whatever. But I don't think any of it was serious. And I don't think RuPaul, like, went back to the producer's room and was like, hmm. Vanjie told me that she thinks Evie mm. should go home. Evie's right. doing really well, and no one's doing drag like Evie. But um, let's put that bitch <laughs> in the bottom this week. Like, I just, that's not, it's yeah. not, like, and I think that Evie was, like, like, Evie, it was almost like she was so fired up from the Silky fight, and she wasn't yeah. getting the fight she wanted. So right. she's, like. She wasn't well, getting the fight she wanted. That's exactly and then, right. And then Vanjie gave her, like, in spades. She's, like, oh, mm. oh, oh, you really want to fight. And she's, like. <laughs> And she just, like, emptied the groceries on the kitchen floor, you know? Yeah, you know, and I, I feel like Evie knows what she's doing. Evie is calling girls out, which is honest. She she can never really be wrong because facts are facts. Mm -hmm. And by, and, it, and it creates great TV. So, like, even in this argument with Vanjie, like, the, the fact that she's having a fight with Vanjie, I think, was unwarranted. But, like... Neither of them are wrong, right? So yeah. they're they're just kind of screaming at each other. <laughs> right, right. I don't think either of them are wrong, and I think if they stopped screaming, they'd realize, like, oh, what are we even fighting about right yeah. now? You know? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. wait, I'm sorry, what am I mad about? Like, I just, I think, yeah. I'm really interested to see, you know, like, we see the, the previews for next week, that there's, you know, it's, uh, we, it's very edited, obviously, but there's obviously mm -hmm. a continuing argument when they go back to the workroom after the elimination. Right. Um, I'm yeah, I'm really curious to see kind of how what happens next. Less so with Evie and Vanjie, because I think all of that, they're gonna like in the van home, they're gonna be like, hey girl, sorry. She's making yeah, TV. Sorry. Um right, right. And I think but I think Evie and Silky, I'm like Oh, that's a fight. That's uh yeah. Fight. I'm I'm very interested to see what happens next. And I feel like the stakes are so high stubborn. with Snatch Game, you know? Mm, oh, sure. Sure. Uh yeah, it could be it could be like an Evie Silky lip sync, uh, which would be interesting for Snatch Game. Um, in which case, I think Rue would save both of those queens. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah, you're right. At some point, if she's not going to bring a queen back, like at some point, there's going to be a double save. Yeah. 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 I think there's going to be a double save soon. Um, mm. Because, you know, again, she keeps talking about wanting to change things up and keep things interesting. It's like, all right. And also, whenever a queen that she loves... Uh, that RuPaul and the producers love is in the bottom. There's, you know, they find a way to save that queen. So yeah, yeah. I mean, Ben de la Creme certainly. Right, 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 right. Um. So, so yeah. I, I, we would be remiss if we did not mention. Uh, can't we bottle our feelings like normal people? Uh, yeah. From Brooklyn yeah. Heights. Uh, <laughs> clearly not the reality show answer. And who wants to be normal anyway? But uh, Right. Yeah. It was like, who invited this Canadian to this American? <laughs> like, oh, what's sorry. She, we're like, what's she talking about? <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about about being sensible and, and polite? 
I mean, I'm sure Canadians, I'm sure y'all can throw down, but you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, sure. I just sure, love sure. remembering that Brooke's Canadian because I just like, I'm so happy there's a Canadian in the room, you know? Oh, oh, that's, that's the icing on the cake for sure. Yeah. And I don't know if there's like a Canadian Academy Award. I know there's the Junos, but whatever the equivalent is, <laughs> indeed, Brooklyn Heights, we didn't have Best Supporting Actress nominations this week because like that compilation of that people sent us that was going around oh, yeah. of like Brooklyn Heights reacting. Yeah. Like gold. Yeah. Brooklyn Heights, yeah. you win Best Supporting Actress this week. Yeah. Creating yeah. the fort. Yeah. All of it was yeah. Uh, fantastic. Yeah. And just like look at like any, and I love anytime a queen like looks at the camera and does that Jim Halpert thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's ever happened on Drag Race. Oh no. So that there's a few she times. broke the fourth wall. Okay. Brooklyn did it. Adore Delano does it once in Untucked. Oh. It's great. Uh, Milk does it once. Um, okay. And there's one other one. Mary's Help Me Out, When Queens Break the Fourth Wall. It, it's uh, such a good moment. Um, <laughs> uh, anything else for Untucked before we hmm. move on, Mary? Oh, just the, the, the biggest, uh, I would say, offender or person who broke the fourth wall was Miss Cracker. She, I think she loved to break the fourth wall. Oh. Um, I feel like okay. that's the one I remember doing it a lot. But that's the last okay. thing I have to say. Um, oh, I would just say that, you know, Raja's exit footage is, like, incredibly brief. She reads one letter and leaves, you know? Yeah. No, it's very brief. Although I did watch her watch, watch a pack in. Mm-hmm, um, me too. You know, she seems... <clears throat> she seems like she was highly edited. She, the fly left... Th- the screen window and then calm down a little bit and it was like whoo what was that about holy fuck i was in my yeah. head you know yeah and yeah. you know i've had that in my own life i know exactly Same. what the feeling is so Same. like i get you it know, i don't agree with the stuff that she said but i don't think she agrees with it necessarily either yeah yeah and not to not to get too personal at the end of this episode but you know why not it's our podcast but Whatever. um yeah i've been um i've been battling depression for the past like month or so uh, mm-hmm. a couple months um like you know pretty bad uh most people that are aware of depression know that like sometimes it's uncontrollable and you know you, you do what you can to just wait until it passes um and it didn't really pass until about last night when we went to see uh, Switch and Play uh, mm. with Vigor Mortis, uh, hosted by Miss Malice. And uh, there was this moment when, you know, you just kind of remember what it feels like to to have joy. And uh, it, it, it really just starts to, like, get rid of all of the clouds. And I feel like queens that leave Drag Race upset or hurt... Um, they just need to wait until they're off and then they can just kind of shake it out or something reminds them, oh, this is what happiness is. Remember this? And mm-hmm. and I feel like last night I was like, oh, oh, right. Oh, this this is that feeling. This is that feeling. I love this. Yeah, um, I, I've had that when you like when you come out of the depression fog and I mean it, it happens. And I think the best thing to do is just like accept that it is uncontrollable mm-hmm. sometimes. And then, yeah. When you come out of it and you just have to let people know, like, honey, I don't know what to tell you. It was the depression. Party. Well, on that note, Mary's. Uh, <laughs> that's a good place to end yeah i think so if you have any thoughts on this 
Farm to Runway episode, you can reach out to us at All Right Mary on Twitter, or you can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com, or you can email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com and let us know your thoughts. Let us know what's going on. Um, obviously, be kind. These are our opinions. Uh, we're people too, um, and we love this show. Um, if you want, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm at Johnny also. Uh, and you can get more of me on my podcast in the details, a celebration of nuance. I'm about to release uh, my episode on Junebug with squirrel friend Nick Kachanov. So uh, that'll okay. be out this week. Oh, all yeah. right. All right. Uh, and of course, you can get more of me on Twitter at Colin Drucker and on Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore, because that's right, Colin Drucker is taken. Um, and you can get more of both of us at patreon.com backslash all right, Mary, which if you're a Patreon, you are hopefully getting your best life with Drag Race Thailand recaps right now. Um, mm. And if you want to get on in on that now and you want to get in on all of our other Matreons, we've got like 60 episodes, patreon.com backslash All Right Mary. I love it. What's our last chance lip sync this week, Mary? So I was very inspired by uh, uh, Vanessa, <laughs> Vanessa, Vanessa Sally Mateo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> By angry little sister of, of Drag Race, um, in in the work in Untucked and all of that screaming and the way that she was just like being this blaring horn of anger, it made me think of the Khalees song "Caught Out There" and that and that I hate you so much right now chorus I over hate you so much right now <laughs> right I hate <laughs> I love it it's so like that song is so draggy it's so performative Agreed. it's so cathartic um, and I think that was. Uh, I'd love to see Vanjie do it, honestly. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, that's it for, for us, Marys. Uh, we hope you have a great week, and we'll see you next week for Effin' Snatch Game. <laughs> see ya. Watch it blow up, blow up. <laughs> Tell me, how you gonna see it now?